right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, Elevated Friendship. How do you feel about all this going on? Now, I'm going to tell you how I feel, but how do you feel? Let's make it plain. All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, uh, Elevated Friendship. So, mm, you know what, you all? It's <clears throat> it's, it's been a, uh, an amazing time, but it's also been a hard time because, oh, I can't talk today. <clears throat> um, I'm celebrating my birthday, right? <laughs> I'm celebrating my birthday. I've got all these great things going on. I'm enjoying myself. I'm having a great time. And then I start to see the news and I hear, you know, about all these things that we know about that are tough and hard to deal with. And, um, you know, for this new format of my show, what what I'm going to do for this podcast, I'm going to talk about the things that I like. You know, those things out there that entertain me. Um, I'm going to talk about matters of the heart. I'm going to talk about health. I'm going to talk about um, athletics, you know, especially, especially uh, the world of track and field. So, you know, I want to give honor to where honor is due, you know, in the sprints, the hurdles, the jumps, the throws and distance. Boy, I can't talk today. I'm sorry. But, um. I will not neglect and step away from the major tragedies that have happened. Um, um, Instead of thoughts and prayers, what I'm going to do is a better job of being who I am to these young people. Um, Anybody that has a direct interaction with young people, it is up to you. It is my charge to you to not just be a commander of what you expect from them, but also hear that they resonate with your tone and hear that they have a voice as well. Um, Some of you do this very well. Others leave it up to someone else and that someone else sometimes calls in sick, hits the snooze button or doesn't show at all. So um, I don't want any more thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers are for people who don't have the ability to affect change. Thoughts and prayers are for people who go to the school down the street or whose families are in the schools down the street. Thoughts and prayers are for people who have no connection to anything that could change the hearts, minds, or weapons that were involved in this scenario. So I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But first and foremost, I just, you know, I I can't emphasize enough and stress enough that as a parent, I don't want any thoughts and prayers for these parents that have been through any of these shootings or any of these scenarios. Love your child better. Love them well. Love them good. And let's be accountable for the children in our village. Let's be accountable for the parents in our village. 
let's be accountable for one another a little bit better. So I don't want anybody's thoughts and prayers. <laughs> you know, I, I was just saying uh, to a friend of mine um, the other day, I was like, you know what? Um, the, the, the prayers, you know, you're, you're in our thoughts and in our prayers. Um, those are really good on the day of, right? But what a lot of people don't realize is a year after thoughts and prayers, you might still be grieving. A year after thoughts and prayers, you might still be walking past their room, wondering what you're going to do now with the, the, the way that energy impacted you. Thoughts and prayers don't really speak to you five and 10 years down the road when the divorce happens because the parents can't look at each other because that child is there, isn't there. Thoughts and prayers don't really help you when your grandfather, your dad, your mom, your uncle, that car accident, that plane accident, Ukraine, Afghanistan, 9-11, or any of the, the, the PTSD, racial, social injustice things plague you. Thoughts and prayers really aren't going to do much for you when the world moves on and everybody else moves on and you're still there stuck looking at the scars every time you look at your body, you look at your life, you look at your home, you look at your checking account when you're stuck looking at those scars. So no, no thoughts and prayers. <laughs> it's almost as if this is one just big fake show where we can just throw some things out there and just throw some thoughts and prayers so we can just do it again, right? <laughs> it's like a Truman show. It's like, it, it, if thoughts and prayers are going to help, then we shouldn't ever have to thought and prayer again. But we're doing a lot of thoughts and prayers for all this stuff that shouldn't happen. So, Get back to your podcast, Wayne. Have fun, Wayne. Let's do entertainment. Let's heal and build you up. <laughs> well, sadly, I had to I had to leave that in the past because um the person that I was and all of the things that I was going through as you can clearly listen to in my pod podcast from um, May 23rd. Um all of that um had to end. It had to change. I needed to be more of me. Um, so in, in the spirit of more of me, uh, entertainment, <laughs> Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange. I saw this with my buddy, Steve, um, and we had such an amazing time with Dr. Strange and we went in very sensitive because we had heard a lot of criticism and you know, the criticisms can, you know, kill a movie before it even builds any steam. And um, we loved the movie. I loved Elizabeth Olsen. I loved the the scary movie feel. Um, I loved America Chavez. Um, I loved the actress that played her, just the innocence. And, and she really embodied um, a lot of what I see out of teenagers nowadays. Like, it's like, the parents not listening. They're, they're telling you, but they're not listening to you. Like, I really think she embodied that very well. 
Uh, Benedict Cumberpatch did an amazing job, awesome job of showing just just the hypocrisy of how power and wisdom play on each other. Um, I, I really loved it. Um, they gave me so much while also playing it safe, which I, 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 I enjoyed. Um, now, as for the criticism, I need to say this neatly and discreetly. If the first thought for you is to criticize these films harshly, if the first thought is, well, this wasn't in there and this wasn't in there, that's not in the comic book, and now you now now you're not connected, and the, the, this is just like Eternals and blah 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 blah, and Moon Knight did this thing. If all you want to do is complain, go see something else. Go do something else. Because if you've complained already, you're going to do it again. You're a complainer. <laughs> you're a whiner. Um, and I'm not trying to, like, be mean, but it's just like, uh, okay. Like, don't eat at this restaurant anymore. If you know you can cook better than that restaurant's cook, I'm staying at home. I'm saving my money. Okay? You know, we we know what kind of times we're in. <laughs> If I can cook better than you, I'm staying home and saving my money. Like, why would I even go? But you can't. (laughs) You can't. You're not a director. You haven't directed any stage plays, any theater. You haven't directed any commercials. You haven't directed any uh, 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 rom-coms. You haven't directed any comedies. You haven't directed any uh, soap operas. You haven't directed any movies. You haven't. You haven't produced any of those things. You haven't been an actor or actress in any of those things. You haven't even done costumes in any of those things. You haven't even done makeup in any of those things. You haven't contributed to any of these things that you're critiquing except for buying a ticket and amassing fans to criticize things. You're a fan that now feels empowered as a critic. (laughs) Like, what? It's like, oh my God, take the microphone away from this guy. Like, you're not even... I have all the respect in the world for a comedian um, that will get up on their own comedy, their own mind, and make you laugh, which is not an easy thing to do, make you laugh based on their own material. No DC, no Marvel, no Rotten Tomatoes. They go up and make you laugh based on their own materials. Like look that that's why like uh uh we've got like Dave Chappelle and Cat Williams and um Kevin Hart, um Jim Gaffigan, uh th- like in the Dane Cook and um is like Dane Cook and Blue Collar Comedy Tour and Kings of Comedy era that early 2000s, Patton Oswalt was one of my favorite comedians. And like, um, even though like I, I'm kind of wishy-washy on what's his head. Um, what is his name? Louis C.K. I'm like 50-50 on him, whether I want to like him or not anymore. Um, it's, it's just so impressive to see somebody make it on their own steam. So that's why like with Rotten Tomatoes, I'm like 50-50 on Rotten Tomatoes as well. I love to see them praise a movie 
But when they just publicly condemn something, I can't ride with that because then people just want to be up each other's butt crack, smelling each other's butt crack. Oh yeah, it was it. Me 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 me. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It was blah 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 blah. I'm like, gross. This furthermore strengthens that phrase when your mom or your dad or your auntie or uncle would be like, "If Timmy jumped off a bridge, would you do it?" Now I understand how they feel and why they said that. Because it's like, you're a follower. Individuality and taste is one of the only things you can hold on to lifelong. So if you say that this tastes like chicken or this bread tastes the exact same as this other bread, That's your opinion. But if somebody can just tell you, oh, it tastes like this, and you just go with that for the next 20 years, I don't trust you. (laughs) Get away from me. (laughs) You're a clone. Um, I just can't trust that. So I loved and enjoyed Doctor Strange. I'm super, super, super hyped for Thor Love and Thunder. People are already dissing it, and I know what's going to be the next Thor Ragnarok. Like, I thought Thor Ragnarok was the best Marvel movie That was my top for a while. It it wasn't until that Black Panther uh, water scene, that opening water scene, (laughs) because I'm me and I'm weird. It wasn't until that scene I was just like, all right, Marvel's doing things. Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther put me in a new phase of Marvel. They, They let me know, like, we're here for real. Like, this is, we're in our own, we've got our own scent. We've got our own footprint. We've got our own thing now. And then, of course, when Disney Plus came out, they just solidified that. Um, But Thor Love and Thunder, um, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Um, Gore the God Butcher. I mean, Christian Bale just proving that he's Christian Bale. Um, He's one of the best Transformers. He's one of the best um, actors in the game. No one adapts to or, or, or chameleons as as well as as I think it's like him, Jared Leto. It's Christian Bale, Jared Leto, um, Johnny Depp, uh, the gentleman from Fifth Element and The Dark Knight. What is his name? He was in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, he was Dracula. He was also in... He was Commissioner Gordon. God, I can't get his name right now, but you guys are going to know who I'm talking about if I if I keep going. Um, some of these actors can chameleon so well. Tom Hanks is one of them, too. Um, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's just amazing to see what he can do. And I feel like DC is is DC is just kind of over there crying because Marvel figured out that if we tell the story the right way, we can be cheesy and have the spandex and have the muscle and also connect to real stories and drama that keep people coming back. We can have the, the head and the heart and the fun. Whereas DC chooses two of the three, which we need three out of three. So I'm excited for that. Um, <laughs> while uh, uh, in my uh, hiatus, 
my daughter kept watching Turning Red on Disney Plus. Never met nobody like you. <laughs> Never not on my mind. My mind. Loved it. Loved it. I'm like, dude, I didn't think that they could top Encanto after, you know, after that. So it was just dope to see that they could come out with another hit and then go back to 2002, like Instinct, Backstreet Boys. I mean, that's when R&B was still very much R&B. And those two groups did their best to give the R&B feel from their culture. Um, they, they, did a, they did a great job. I don't think we'll ever see anything like that era again. And this was like a great homage, a great tribute to that time. And the girl was just adorable. She was cute. Her and her little friends. Um, it, it had that 16 candles, pretty in pink energy that, that she's all that Laney Boggs energy. Um, you know, 10 things I hate about you or whatever it's called. <clears throat> if I think that's right. Yeah. So the Joker was in it. But, um, yeah, just good energy, that awkward, cute, fun, you know, kid energy. And um, and then, yeah, that, that leaves us next up for Obi-Wan. And it's like this Obi-Wan, this is like, I love Obi-Wan. He's my favorite Jedi um, next to Maze Windu, that purple lightsaber. My school colors were purple in high school, so I like that purple lightsaber. Um, this Obi-Wan is on the run, though. Like, this Obi-Wan is probably being hunted by Darth Vader. This Obi-Wan just survived Order 66. Um, this Obi-Wan and Ahsoka Tano are probably the only two people with lightsabers out there, other than uh, Kanan, Kanan Joris, and, um, and Ezra. So there might only be like four lightsaber welders out there um, that actually pick it up and, and get it done, to pick up the pieces. So... I'm excited for that. Can't wait to see that. And um, yeah, it's just, it's going to be fun. Like it's, it's going to be a fun summer. We've already had so much fun already. Um, Morbius. They tried you all. Sony, Sony needs to be stopped. If, if Spider-Man isn't involved and, and Marvel isn't involved, don't do it. Like just don't do it. I remember when I watched Venom with Maximum Carnage, I was like, special effects, top notch. Acting, top notch. Story, trash. I'm just like, the way y'all produced this could have been done by like Nickelodeon maybe 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. I'm like, y'all didn't even try with this. You, you didn't even try. So... They did, and as I said with the whole criticism, you know, earlier, that's not normally how I go into movies. So it just it, that one did hurt me because I was so excited after the first one. Love the special effects. I loved what I saw. I didn't really like the Venom voice as much, but you know, props, props, or props is due. So you know, on to matters of the heart. As I mentioned earlier, the the, the Texas school shooting hurts me in a way that. Every, every parent should be hurt. And it got me to thinking, well, maybe they want, this is what they want to happen. Like, maybe they don't care about our children at all. Like, I think the whole pro-life thing should be lifelong. You should be pro-life long. There's children and families involved in this. 
And like, I don't know any of these families. Like it could be fake for, for all I know. This could all be smoke and mirrors just to get people to vote harder or, or whatever they're trying to do. But what I'm saying to you here is very real. With all of my wife went really hard on me last night with just all the things that need to change and that thoughts and prayers don't do a thing, which I agree with. You know, thoughts and prayers are things that you do for people you don't know and you people you can't interact with at all. You know, if you can't help them at all, yeah, thoughts and prayers. Oh my God, this happened down the street, thoughts and prayers. But when you're in the position to change things, like I'm not, when my wife comes home from work and she's like, babe, I got a flat tire. Oh, thoughts and prayers. My daughter comes home crying. I found daddy, I hit my knee. Oh, honey, thoughts and prayers. No, I can do something. I can help you. So it's not thoughts and prayers. That That's trash. Like do something. Like ask somebody at a church service, go to church right now. And when it's time to put up an offering, just touch that plate. Ooh, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> when it's time to, to, to feed a scholarship or donate to a fund or, you know, put money where your mouth is. Ooh, no, I, I'm sorry. I can't. Thoughts and prayers. So my wife showed me um, a list of all the elementary schools and high schools and school shootings and all this, like in the last like two or three years. And it's like now um, um, shootings have escalated past car accident deaths for children. That's a lot. All of it's too much. So that's what I'm saying. Like how many thoughts and prayers do you want? Like that's just, that's just too much. Come on, y'all. Like, that's just too much. Whose parent wants some thoughts and prayers? You want your child because you're going to hurt so bad. These parents are going to hurt so bad. And that that's what they said. The um, I think it was like the Columbine shooting. They were like saying that the uh, the kids that were in the Columbine shooting that lived are now in their 30s and 40s and have kids in elementary schools. And they're like, this is not good, like at all. So, um, yeah, um, let, let, I think we're past the thoughts and prayers. I think it's time to actually do something. And let's hope that my prophecy never comes to reality. But um, what we're looking at here is, I believe, a society where people are just going to say enough is enough. The workers, the, the the labor force is going to finally look up and just say, what do we need you guys for? You make our rules that don't protect us. You give us food that's not feeding us. You give us a structure and a schedule that's not really helping us. Um, we don't want this anymore. We don't want this life anymore. We want the good life, but we don't want you being the only one that profits off of it. You being the only one that's safe. You being the only one that gets to sleep well at night. So no, no, we don't want that anymore. And if there is some kind of revolt or whatever, like it it, it gives way for some other system to come in that completely throws in the trash the old one that maybe we've been using for a long time. So if you don't want that, <laughs> if you don't want to be toppled and knocked off of your, your throne, my advice to all of you all that are up top doing it, um, you need more friends. 
not people to delegate for you. you. You need more friends. You need better ears. You got two ears, one mouth. You better start listening to these people or you'll be in the history books or erased from them. <laughs> um, which, But this all goes back to mental health. It takes a village. And now we know that that um, it's like a quote I saw that the kid that doesn't get any warmth from the village will burn it down to, to get to create its own warmth, something like that. Um, the, the four walls of a church don't help these people in these shootings. And like there was a pastor that was like stabbed to death um, somewhere in the South. I don't think we understand that just operating in our own four walls is not enough. We've got to be able to look at our technology, at our social media, and where we are today and understand we need to make each other better. We need to love on each other better. We need to completely eliminate this list of school shootings better. And that doesn't happen with politics. And, and, and to be honest and be frank with you, it has not happened with the churches. You have to be able to come outside of your box and be able to offer something that you can plant and water and grow that increases the life of that person. Am I talking about friendship and relationships? Yes, I am. You've got to be able to go out and look people in the face and understand that Yes, people can take advantage of you. Yes, people can, you know, miss, you know, read your cues. But we're at a point right now where now um, mental health should be the main focus of everyone. Our past traumas and hurts and deficiencies are being dragged into present day and some of those past pains and hurts and dramas and this and that and the other are turning into divorce. They're turning into rape. They're turning into kids going to school with AK-47s. They're turning into kids that are damaging other kids through social media with bullying. They're turning into other kids that damage, as women, as girls, damage other girls for 10 and 15 and 20 years to the point where the only help they get is through plastic surgery. That's their only therapy. Or it damages them so bad, the only help they can get puts them in a position where they're on 600-pound life. Our past hurts and generational traumas and deficiencies are not competition. That's not healthy competition. That's deterioration of the human fabric, the very thing that makes us great. Tearing that down does not create a, a, a static area that makes us better. I had a buddy of mine explain to me one time, he said something about a good man or a successful man does not come from a position of comfort. Like, like basically saying that like a prince or the son of a king will never be a great man because he's been too comfortable. Well, if this uncomfortable life and uncomfortable feeling does anything, it should make us all better to a point where we don't never want none of this trash ever again. And I, and that's it. 
If you were texting and driving and T-boned a minivan with a mom with children in it, that would be like the first warning. If you dropped a candy bar or some M&Ms in your car and you're reaching down to get them and you T-bone another minivan with a mom and one child inside, at that point, I'd be like, maybe driving isn't for you. Maybe you'll lose your license. But then let's say you're just driving and you just happen to drop your food. You get some food and you hit a parked car. At that moment, you should be so bothered by yourself that you just say, you know what? I got to do it all better. I got to do it all right. You know, like these shootings, that's enough. The bullying that's going out in the world, that's enough. The way we war on each other with politics, trash. How are... How are these mature people? I just don't get it. And and, and and for another time, I don't believe this is a Christian country. We took prayer out of schools. Our money says on God we trust, not Jesus. Our money has a pyramid and all-seeing eye of Anubis, not Jesus, not a cross. The amendments don't say anything about Jesus. Uh, uh, The Emancipation Proclamation doesn't say anything about Jesus. Where is your Lord? Where is your Savior? I mean, maybe that's why we're seeing what we're seeing is because the church won't go out and effectively be what they need to be in their communities unless it's inside those four walls. Please tell me I'm wrong. I love to be wrong. But if we're going out in our communities and doing what we're supposed to be doing, why would we have all the stuff we have going on wrong in in this country? Why would we? Shouldn't we see so much love in these disciples that we went out in the world to make? When they love one to another, you will know they are my disciples. I'm not seeing a lot of Christ. I'm seeing a lot of crystals. I'm seeing a lot of crunchiness. I'm seeing a lot of croutons. I'm seeing a lot of crabs. (laughs) I'm seeing a lot of CR things, but not a lot of Christianity, not a lot of Christ-like behavior. Like, when have you performed the miracles that, that help the masses? When did you stop them from stoning the whore? When did you help the man restore his faith and and actually walk? When did you raise Lazarus up out of the the grave? Well, Wayne, I have to be a doctor to do that. Do you? (laughs) I thought you had all power. So, I don't know. Maybe it's time we start reading better and understanding better and doing our homework. But yeah, that's for another time. That's for another time. Our mental health is our job. It's our community's job. It's everyone's job to pitch, to pitch in and, and do what you have to do. Because with these kids now, I can see it. They're exactly where I was when I was 16, when I was 17, when I was 18. If you, if you do too much, it goes right over their head. You got to get with them right on their level. To those of you that are doing this right now and you're doing a great job, a thankless job, Thank you. Please keep going. And we need to do a better job of supplying you and helping you and feeding you and taking care of your family. Because there's a lot of people doing this right now 
They're trying to prevent all these bad things in these teens and in these kids, and they aren't getting not a dime. They're getting no help. That's why I said it's almost as if we just want more schools to have shootings. We want more bullying. We want more rape. We want more toxic behavior. We want more divorces. We want more of this stuff. So somebody can find a way to micromanage us a little bit better with something or or, or whatever. <laughs> but off of that, I do want to get back to talking about the sport that I love the most. We've got some amazing, amazing world women's leaders Um at, 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 now, this is a little bit late, but we've had a lot of good things. I mean, Shelly Ann Fraser Price and Elaine Thompson Hurrah are they are it, okay? As far as um sprints, I mean the Jamaicans um the Jamaicans are running the show. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't know. At one point, I used to kind of just look at, at the Jamaicans and be like, man, you know, these beautiful women, you know, I love their accents, but, you know, they'll never, they'll never possess, you know, what, what they need to do it, uh, what, what they need to, to, you know, be, um, you know, be what they need to be uh, to beat our women. Well, that, that's, that's gone. That Marlene Adi. She changed all that. Like she just, she, she, you, you set a standard. You never know what you're doing at the time, but you set a standard. And and as of right now, um, Abby Steiner with her ten nine is is running the show. Um, Gabby Thomas. I mean, she's got, uh, she's got an eleven second hundred. Um, even though I do know Shikari um, runs a ten seven, we still got to see it. You know, um, Aaliyah Hobbs. LSU standout. She runs for Adidas. She's got a 10-9. Um, I don't know. I just, I can't wait to see what, what all these ladies can do. Jenna Prandini, always out there doing it. Um, ooh, English Gardner's still out there. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm not, not bad to have a sprinting alum still out there. I mean, it's it's been about 10 years, so. <laughs> I mean, that, that's awesome. Um who else is up in there? Abby Steiner, Kentucky standout. It always looks like she's holding her purse when she's running. So that I always, I always chuckle at that because she, she's adorable. You know, what a sweetheart. Um, it's, it's great to see her, you know, doing her thing. Um, so yeah, right at the beginning, you know, it's still May. It's still rainy and cool. Um, Jakari ran uh, not too long ago in that really cold, nasty weather. Um, 200 Gabby Thomas is at the top. Abby Steiner is right there with her. Um, Kennedy Flannel is right there with her um, at their, um, you know, conference. They were blowing the the walls off of that 200. So, um, Allison Felix, look at you. So, you know, mom, mom, super mom, uh, running a 2240. Like, that's awesome. Jenna Prandini, same era, 2245. Um, wait a second. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I almost thought one of my buddy's daughters was in here too. Um, we shall see. <laughs> but yeah, um, we've got a lot of great times coming in. Um, let's see, 400, a thing mo. 
running 50.42. Awesome. Um, the women's 400 is getting real shook up this year. So we'll see what happens. I remember there was a, I can't remember, not Shawnee Miller Wavo, but the girl from, I think, Turkey, is it? It was a black girl uh, with short hair. She was like 5'5", five, five, but she was awesome. I think she got banned for substances, but um, Shamira Little is also in there running 51-4-1. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know any of these young ladies. Uh, I need to do some homework. Looks like SEC, Alexis Holmes ran a 50.74. To, oh, Kennedy Simon, I'm sorry, 56.8. Um, so yeah, 50.68. That's for college looking. That's, those These girls are fast. Um, the 800. Um, Raven Rogers is sitting second right now. Um, I definitely know that name. Um, Aji Wilson, 159. She's sitting fourth. Um, let's see who else is in here. It's fast times. Definitely fast times. Um, in the thousand looks like Josette Norris and Juliet Whitaker from Reebok. And, uh, let's see. They're at the top. There's some people I really want to see in this, in these lists, and they're not there right now. Um, let's go to... See, let's go to the mile. Okay, Ellie Ellie Pierre Saint Pierre, she's leading at a four nineteen in the mile and a four oh two in the fifteen hundred. So that could be really dope. And this this Josette Morris is a four oh three right behind her, a second behind her, running for Reebok. Um, and Ellie runs for New Balance. Um, yeah, this is Josette Norris. Um, they ran both of those at the Milrose game. So that is dope. The 3000 Alicia Monson, Winey Kaladi, Josette Norris. Also, again, Ellie Pierre, St. Pierre. Looks like with a, with a little bit of time, they got caught. Um, Steeple, Annie. Uh, where is Miss Coburn? Hmm. Okay, looks like we got some new. Um, some new up-and-comers here from BYU, unattached. Okay. Okay. 5,000. Don't really know. Ooh, I don't, I don't know these names. I'm a hurdler, not a distance runner, so. <laughs> um, yeah, as we get deeper into the weeds. Ooh. So, 100 hurdles. Tania Marshall, Alicia Johnson, Kenny Harrison, Grace Stark, Nia Ali. Hey, Nia Ali. Um, Neil Ali has jumped back into the game um, with her, I believe, um, her partner, Mr. Andre DeGrasse, the first 200-meter winner in uh, Canada history this century. Um, but yeah, Kenny Harrison, I mean, she's the world record holder, so I'm always looking to see what she can do. But Kenny Harrison is currently sitting third. She kind of has some uneven consistency with races, but... You know, what can you do? She's one of the best in the world and the world record holder. Love her. Sydney McLaughlin is currently sitting, looks like 15th with a 12.75. Bless her. Um, and congratulations to her. Um, doing awesome. And then Anna Cockrell is, looks like right in the middle at 12.87, um, just below Sharika Nelvis and uh, Jade Barber. So 
really good times, really good looks. Um, 400 hurdles. Currently, the little Muhammad is sitting second, and uh, Anna Cockerell is fourth. I don't know who was leading this 5375, this Britton Wilson from Arkansas or Anna Hall from Florida, but I mean, it's college, so their legs are probably going to be done after this month. I don't know if I would want them to run in Oregon, so you know, we'll see, but. No Sydney McLaughlin there because probably because she just got married. Like she might be about that married life right now. So we'll see if she comes back. Love her. Um, awesome. Um, best four by four time is by Kentucky right now. 321.93. They got some superstars on that team. Um, best four by one is, uh, let's see, by Texas. They run a 4235. Mount Sac has a 42.40. Kentucky has a 42.46. Love to see that at Nationals. 42.59 by LSU. Yeah, I definitely have to see these races. So when this National Meet comes up, I am going to lose it. Probably yelling and screaming. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's go to high jump. Looks like Vashti Cunningham. Uh, looks like a 6.6. Jelena Rowe, Asics. She's just like 6.43 and a half. Nicole Green, 6'3 and a quarter, unattached. And then uh, uh, Rachel Glenn, uh, looks like South Carolina, uh, which is 6'2, three and qu- uh, three quarters. So getting up, getting up. Um, Sandy Morris is leading the pole vault at 15'9. Katie Najat is, uh, you know, right there behind her, her training partner. And then it looks like um, we've got uh, Olivia Groover, Emily Grove, and Bridget Williams just kind of evening out that 15-5 mark uh, for the vault. So uh, we're getting up there, 22-10. Uh, Monet Nichols in the long jump. Tara Davis. Where is the beauty queen at? There's a woman. I can't remember her name right now. She looks like a model. She's got like a six-pack better than like everybody I know. I'll come back. <laughs> uh, Jasmine Moore, Katuri Orji, Tori Franklin, and Mani Oliver. Triple jump is stacked. 47.9 and three quarters. 47.3 and three quarters. 45. Yeah, that 47 ain't going nowhere. And two 47s are a lot. Um, shot put Chase Ely and Maggie Ewan. Uh, Chase Ely actually was a state champion in the 100, I believe. So in the 100 and the throws at the same time in Arizona. I just found this out about her. Maggie Ewan, she's for Team Nike. She was a uh, Sun Devil. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's just those two. 66 and 64. Everybody else is a foot behind them. So I don't see them going anywhere with the shot. They're going to dominate that for a while. Discus, Valerie Allman dancing her way around the ring. A 234 and 5. That's 71.46. So, I mean, there's nothing you can do with her. She's well over 24 feet over the competition. I mean, what can you do? Um, Hammer, I'm not getting away of that. <laughs> Uh, uh, Brooke Anderson, 259 feet, 255 is second place. Everybody else is 15 below, 15 feet behind them. So it's, um, and then you got the HEP. It's going to be 
an amazing year. I can't wait for Eugene. I can't wait for Oregon. We'll talk men next time um, because I'm going to be at you all on, on Friday as well. So, you know, I love you all. Hope you love me back. I'll see you soon.